0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
1: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast horse here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So, that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org.
0: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
1: pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this weekend's game against Everton at Turf Moor on Boxing Day at 3pm. That's if the game is on, of course. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, don't panic that you've seen this camera angle with me holding the phone. That usually means it's one of the um, pre-game shows where I send questions off to somebody and they send it back. It's not one of them type of shows. I have actually sat down uh, with the Everton fan this week and had a proper chat. The only problem is i packed my camera away because I forgot to do the intro um, and I just couldn't be asking it back out. So it is a normal pre-game show. Um, but of course, we don't know if the game's going to go ahead. So I'm getting this out as early as I possibly can. It's currently the 23rd of December as I'm recording this. It's took me a while to get an Everton fan uh, to come on the show, simply because I was... Uh, sending tweets out to the wrong twitter account but um that's a different story um but we've got one i've just done it i've just recorded it it's obviously as you can tell it's night time i'm just quickly getting it done i'm going to get it out there for you um so fingers crossed we enjoy it if you are watching on youtube please smash that like button if you're not subscribed already please subscribe and finally let me know your predictions in the comments below of what you think this game is going to be if you think it's going to be postponed just right postponed. I actually think it's going to be postponed. If I'm being honest with you, I can't see the game going ahead because Everton, of course, have already requested to the Premier League that it gets called off. They have currently rejected it, but I think Watford did the same thing, didn't they? They asked for the Premier League to call it off a few days before. The Premier League rejected it. Then on the day of the game, they just said, Oh look, lads, we've got we've got more. Um so fingers crossed, Everton don't try and do that, but personally I think they will, um, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, joining me this week is uh, Cameron, and he's from the Everton newsfeed, uh, Toffee Blues, um, and the YouTube channel. So, here's what he has to say. Is this game actually going ahead? Because right now, the last I heard was Paul Joyce on Twitter, who is the Northern football correspondent for The Times and The Sunday Times, uh, put a tweet out saying Everton have had a request to postpone their Boxing Day game. At Burnley, rejected by the Premier League, the club has five cases of COVID uh, within Rafa Benitez's squad, in addition to some injuries and illnesses. And then uh, uh, Paul Joyce was quoting Benitez, sorry. Um, Apparently, Everton only have nine senior outfield players, three goalkeepers, uh, and then some youngsters available. Uh, And then, um, yeah, Benitez was saying he doesn't think it's fair that the Everton one's been rejected. You'll probably know more about this than me because I presume, you know, looking at the Liverpool Echo and some other local journalists and stuff. But what are you? What's the latest that, that you've seen?
2: Um, the latest I've seen is that we're still going to, uh, as of his press conference, it's still going to go ahead as of yet. I don't know if the club are going to press for it again um, to try and get it suspended. We, we've already had quite an injury, um, quite a bad injury season uh, and a quite depleted squad. So the fact that like five, you know, are out with COVID and only nine outfield players, we played quite a, quite a young squad against Chelsea because of injuries. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it's still going to go ahead, and I know in the Premier League they're going to make it go ahead. But um, there needs to be some sort of transparency on why it's not going ahead, uh, why it is going ahead. Yeah. Sorry, uh, and why the likes of Leicester, for example, their game was against us was cancelled uh, less than a week ago. Yet they were playing in the Carabao Cup and had enough players to field out a squad in that last night or the night before. I think it was. I think it was last night. So yeah, was, I don't know how they got away with you know, having the game called off, but then can go play in the cup against Liverpool and feel a relatively good squad. They should have beat Liverpool. They really, you know, slipped up there. Um, So there needs to be some transparency, but in terms of this game, I think they're going to, I think they're going to insist on it happening, Um, but I've got this horrible feeling that uh, they'll then pull it, you know, literally just before the game or the day before once, you know, fans have already brought their tickets, their travel arrangements. Wouldn't be surprised if the fans were outside Turf Moor before they called it off. Uh,
1: well, that's exactly screen. what happened against against Watford. Um, so the Watford fans travelled up. I mean, it was Watford's fault. It was Watford that wanted it postponed. Exactly the same sort of thing happened. Watford asked the Premier League to postpone it a couple of days before. They said no, um, or we'll keep an eye on it sort of thing. Then They then travelled up. They stayed overnight in a hotel in Burnley, um, and then they went to the actual ground. There's like a picture or there was a picture on Twitter of them getting out the coach and going into the ground, and then it got called off. Fans were outside the ground literally waiting to go in, and the same thing happened against Aston Villa, opposite way around this time, but again, it was Villa that got the game called off, not us. Burnley fans had gone down to Villa there in the pubs ready to go on. I think that one got called off two and a half hours before kick-off, whereas the Watford one were just under two hours, so I'm fully expecting... Um, to be getting in my car and hearing something like before I'm going off saying don't bother, um, it's off. I, I just I agree with you though. It's like a few Burnley fans obviously have been whinging saying oh Everton shouldn't do this, Watford shouldn't do this, Villa shouldn't do this. Obviously you're a fan and stuff, so you'll you'll get the same frustrations as us that like, you don't want to be you know traveling up and getting told to turn around on 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 a bank holiday, you know, on Boxing Day of all days, do you? So I completely agree with you. There needs to be some transparency, but it's it's interesting. I it, I, I don't know. But again, this is because of lack of transparency. Like you said, I don't know what the protocol is. Is it a certain amount of players with COVID? Is it only a certain amount of senior players available? Because you only have 10 senior players available, obviously, including your goalkeeper. So then you would think that if it was an amount of senior players, then yours would be called off. But maybe it's COVID cases, because I think you've got five. Maybe you need more than five or something like that. But then is there people who have been in close contact? Because obviously, you'd th- you think they were isolating. I don't know if you know any more than that. Well,
2: apparently, I don't know the exact, so I don't want to, you know, guess, but it's so many outfield, if you've got so many outfield players and they take into account youth players if they've played a certain amount of football or been in the first team for a certain amount of time, because then they value that as first team players then. Yeah. I don't know if because he played the kids against Chelsea, maybe that's what they're, see, they're saying, you know, they're first team players now. Um, But it's very weird because like you said, it's only five cases, so... If we didn't have the injuries, we'd still be able to put out a squad. Um, it wouldn't be a very good squad, but but did on top of the injuries. It's a bit like the Leeds situation. They had a couple of COVID cases, but mainly injuries is, you know, is their biggest mm. problem, but it was enough COVID cases to tip it over. I thought we would fall in line with the Leeds thing where it's like, they've got more actual injuries than COVID cases, but combined, they've just not got enough. Um, it, it begs a question, because I if we've got nine outfield players fit or whatever, um, our bench is going to be, well, pretty um, pretty horrific, bearing in mind it's not just the 10 on the, you know, the 11 on the field. You need your bench of subs as well. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I don't know how they're ruling it. Uh, I'm really shocked that we got ours rejected um, with the five COVID cases because um, there were rumours it was going around Goodison Park anyway. There were rumours that Rafa Benitez had it. Then he had his booster, he tweeted, so... And he was in his press conference, so he can't really, he can't have it. But there were rumours that it was going around the squad. We just thought it was only at the manager uh, that had it. But
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see what will happen. I'm, I'm with you, I think. it'll. I don't think they'll call it off the day before, because obviously the day before is Christmas Day, so I presume no one's going to be in the office. So even if Everton do ring the Premier League, no one's going to pick it up. Um, but maybe on Boxy Day, which again, you know, you'll know, have people waking up early, you know, getting over to Burnley early to, to go on the game. So it's not right, the fans need to be thought of better. And the do there does need to be more transparency. But in a slightly positive way for you, obviously, like you said, you played the a few youngsters against Chelsea. Um, a decent result. All right. Chelsea, you know, they're off the boil a little bit, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. Going to Stamford Bridge and picking up a point is a good result. Obviously, Burnley did the same not so long ago. Um, and it was a youngster that actually scored for you, weren't it? I can't remember his name. Um, so I think I think maybe your Kids are actually quite decent. I don't know if that the Premier League takes that into account. They probably don't. Um, like I say, it's probably the amount of experience they had. But I guess if your youngsters can get a point at Stamford Bridge, you might be a little bit confident about maybe the youngsters doing quite decent at Turf Moor as well.
2: Yeah, um, like the lad that scored Bramfway, was—he's um, a centre back, um, and our defence is quite on the on the sort of backbones anyway. With um, Luca Dean reportedly falling out of favour with the manager. Yeah. Uh, he said today he will, unless something happens on the day, he will play. He said that last time, and then was and then told us the day before that luca had called in ill. Um, so whether or not that will happen, and we've signed a new left back, so it looks like he's going in the in the January um, because of the the relationship between those two. Uh, I think he will play just because if he's not got COVID, we're really low on the ground. But um, Bramthwaite did play well. Um, he he was a bit weird. He went to Blackburn last year, didn't really kick it off. Um, sort of thing um but he, he's got a lot of potential we got him from carlisle um he's really good and then we've got a couple of others the ellis sims and lewis dobbin both played uh, up front during the game um obviously subbed on for each other uh they a little bit harder didn't see a lot from them but it was you know it's the european champions i wasn't expecting yeah. them to you know tear chelsea up and chelsea are a very good defensive team so it was going to be hard to break them down uh but it does yeah you're right it does there is positives in that um and Everton fans have been dying to see a couple of the young lads get games, especially when we're playing Solomon Rondon up front, who runs like he's wearing Timberlands, so Everton fans <laughs> will be quite happy to see one of the young strikers back in the fold again for another game, I think.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And um, last I saw Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he could be back for this game which is obviously a massive bonus for you and a, a massive negative for us. If I want one player to miss this game, it will be on your side. Um, it will be Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, but, um, it's looking like he's back.
2: Yeah, um, he's one of the players, I think Benita said it, he was like he is one of the players that can play, but he was like uh, obviously I'm not going to play him for the full night. I'm not going to rush him back. Mm-hmm. He's just come back from his injury that's had him out Pretty much, you know, good chunk of the season already, um, so far about three quarters of of the time with, since the season started, um, so I don't think he wants to give him the full ninety. I I think if we have the two young lads fit, um, and they don't have COVID, he's going to play them, and maybe Dominic Carvalho will come on for like if if we need him or a little bit of a run out ten minutes, twenty minutes to get his fitness. But uh, I can't see him playing him for the full 90 or starting him unless unless he has to, um, purely because he doesn't want to rush him back. He's um, it, shows, it showed last season when he was injured, but it shows more under Rafa Benitez. Uh, without him, we are in big, big trouble. Our goals dry up. Our style of play is all built around him. It's long ball. A big lad needs to be able to control the ball and bring others into play. It's all built around him. So when we don't have him in the squad... Um, It's a bit mad, but we still try and play the same way, even though we don't have him and it just doesn't work. And then we're always on the back foot then. Um, So I don't think he wants to risk him because if he gets injured and he's out for another two months, it leaves us in a bit of a desperate situation um, because we don't want to slip further down the table uh, because then you start getting into a fight you don't want to get into. Um, And it also probably would mean that in two months' time without Calvert-Lewin, if the results didn't start to pick up, he'd probably lose his job security.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Obviously, you mentioned Benitez there and stuff. And obviously, I think you was on the show um, for the game at Goodison, obviously, which you ended up winning. Um, But I remember at the time, Benitez was still quite new because it was quite early in the season, weren't it? I can't remember how early, but it was still quite early. I was asking you at the time about uh, Benitez and your thoughts on the appointment and stuff like that. And I think you were saying you want to back him, but you're a little bit unsure at the minute. Um, Of course, it has pretty much... I think I, I use the term sour. I don't think it's as bad at the minute because I follow a few Everton fans, obviously, including your page. And I used to see a lot of tweets and stuff come up from Everton fans, basically slagging Benitez off uh, and things like that. That seems to dried up a little bit now, um, or I haven't seen any anyway, but what, what are your thoughts on the, on the Benitez managerial situation at the minute? Cause like I said, you weren't too sure at first, were you? No, um, no. I,
2: I, I mean, I'm sure now, but, um, it's only gone in I don't like him personally. I don't think I think he's talks uh, not just because of who he is and his links. I think the style of plays dire. I think at times obviously you know people are gonna say, Oh, but well, he's had a lot of injuries, and he has, and we you know, I'm yeah. taking that into account. Um, he missed Richardson and Calvert Lewin and Decore at one point, all at the same time. Um, but his insistence to play the likes of Solomon Rondon. Uh, for one point, he was zonal marking for corners. We we can't do that. Marco Silva tried it and that saw him out of a job. It's, you know, it, it's for whatever reason doesn't work at Everton. Um And he's starting to come out with silly things like, I know the city. That doesn't wash with Everton fans. I know Carlo Ancelotti said he loved Liverpool and that did, but that's Carlo Ancelotti. You know, he could say, uh, you know, I'm going to kick your nan and Everton fans are still up, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's Carlo Ancelotti, let him have it. But Rafa Benita's going, I know the city. So the bus drivers around Liverpool, that doesn't mean they should be in the dugout. Um and then he goes, Oh, we run more. We run more because we never have the ball. Like, mm. I, don't be wrong, I'm glad we're running and we're not just standing there going, Okay, then. But you know, running stats uh sort of like you've got to take them into the subjective, you've got to take them with a bit, you know, a pinch of salt. If you're running more without the ball, that's because you're chasing the game for 90 minutes. Um yeah, I just, I don't like him, I think. Um, but I mean, the, there's, there's deeper problems uh, at Everton than Rafa Benitez. Um, but I do agree that I think he's got a bit, so like the Arsenal result, I think saved him massively. Yeah. That was really good. Um, drawing against Chelsea has massively, um, you know, saved him a little bit. I mean, we did lose to Crystal Palace in the middle of that. Uh, and then I think genuinely having our game against Leicester, uh, Cancelled has helped him as well, just because out of sight, out of mind type of mentality. Um, depending on how this goes, if we lose, the heat will be straight back on him. If this is if we win, he'll have a bit more breathing space. If it's called off again, out of sight, out of mind. But um, my main issue with him, when I think I might have said it when I was on, was he's only a couple of bad results away from the, you know the fans yeah. really starting. And I think we've won like two games in the last two months. That type of form is one, relegation style form. That's really desperation levels. And two, that's going to anger fans. And it was a man that wasn't, you know, he was already chasing an uphill battle. Now he's now we've just managed to you know, make the hill steeper for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, do you think he's gonna see the season out or do you think he'll he'll get sacked before the end of the end of the year?
2: My prediction was that he had been gone by now. Um and I do think Leicester had not saved his job, but I think it's saved him a lot of heat. Uh, Obviously, Marcel Brands has gone since then. The director of football at Everton. Um, I thought Benitez would go before him. I don't don't think so. And if he does um, last the season, he'll be gone by. He'll do the classic Everton eighteen months. He'll be gone by next Christmas at the most. Otherwise, he'll be one of our longer managers in the last couple of years, which is mental to think about and really does show you know the problems at Everton. Um, but, I, I, no, I don't see him managing to uh, keep his job much. longer. I think once he gets a bit of money to spend and the injuries are back, there's sort of no more excuses for him to fall back on. The owner yeah. came out on Sport and said, you know, he's had a lot of injuries once Dominic Calvert-Lewin's back and obviously the COVID situation's not helpful, but, but then we're in a better space. If he has the second half of the season like he's had the first, I think he'll be gone. He's got no yeah, excuse to fall on.
1: Fair do you want? Do you want the owner to give him money? Like, that's, I mean, Everton as a club will have a bit more money than Burnley, but for Burnley, it's like if I had a manager that I didn't trust, I'd be like, right, get rid of him now and give the new guy some money. But I guess you've got a bit more of a cushion, haven't you?
2: Yeah. Although, you know, this summer we couldn't spend because of financial fair play, because we'd absolutely ah, okay. guns silly amounts of money up the wall on silly. We spent like over five hundred million, and we can't. You know, we've got nine outfield players to show for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, which shows. And even then, if everyone's fully fit there's only about, I think, f- two, three players that people outside of Everton, other Premier League teams would say, you know, oh, I'd take him. And then a lot they go, uh, he, you know, indifferent. But there's only like, I'd say two maybe that people look at and go, I really want them and they're Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mm-hmm. Luca Dean as well, actually, I think he's quite hot property um, as well. But like, that's, we've got to show for the money we've spent. So sort of like, whoever we have, we never spend money well anyway, but Ideally, I'd have liked us to have a director of football model and use it properly so he spends the money. I think giving Rafa Benitez full reign, um, I mean he's linked with um Longstaff from Newcastle. He's he's been linked with proper Benitez signings. Yeah. Um, that I don't think will settle in. And if he's if he is gonna, you know, now if I am right and he does last at most the 18 months, who's gonna want to come in and play with players that are another manager's, you know? What I mean, if we had a director of football who you know tried to implement some sort of style, you could get a manager that plays to the best of those players. But if you let the manager have free reign, it's going to be a man coming in using another man's tools at the end of it, which will push us back another two
1: years. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, what do you think Everton can achieve then this season? Because at the minute. You're 14th. There's been a bit of chatter relegation, but you'll be completely 100 percent okay because you need Burnley to start winning games yet, and we do not look like doing that. Neither do Newcastle, and neither do Norwich. Uh, people, people, I've seen, I've seen people say everybody all the way up until 11th, Crystal Palace are currently in danger, but that's because they're not watching us week in week out. We've been absolutely dreadful. Um, I can't see us winning the amount of games. I, I'm currently in the process of. I'm panicking, but I'm not going to say we're down just yet. Ask me again on January the fifteenth because we've got winnable games. But obviously, one of them winnable games was Watford that got called off. Another one was Villa. Although I probably thought we would have got beat at Villa, but it's you know it's not one of the big six. You know, so I think a- any game really is winnable. Obviously, Everton is another one. Whether that gets called off, I'm not sure. So I might have to sort of like reserve that and push it back till all these games have been played. But your thirty sorry fourteenth in the table. I think it was nine points away from us. You're on 19, we're on 11, eight points away from us. So you're not in any real immediate danger um, for me. I can't see you being anywhere near the drop zone. Um, but is it just a, a, a season of sort of like staying around 14th, 15th, 16th, and then pushing on next season, or when Benitez goes? What do you, what do you think's the future for the immediate future for Everton? Um, I mean, it's hard because the
2: table's you know relatively close as well. If we win, you know, we go back up to like 10th, I think it is. Uh, like you're saying, I, I don't think we will get relegated. I think um, I don't think you like Burnley will either. To be fair, I think he'll pull it out somehow. Dyches will pull it out somehow. But um, it, out. I, I think I think Newcastle and Norwich are the two definite for me. And then Leeds because Leeds look a bit lost at the minute as well. Um, but yeah, I, I said it at the start of this season on our channel. Got called a bit negative, um, but I think we'll finish between tenth and twelfth. Yeah, um, fair enough. And I don't think that I said it at the start. I don't think that's obviously the manager, the, who the manager is, and the style we've been playing um, makes me a bit more irked about it. But I don't think that's an awful start for your first season, bearing in mind he had like, I think he's only spent 1.5 million. Finishing 10th or 12th in your first season with us and the state our squad's in is pretty commendable.
1: Yeah. Focusing back on this game, then obviously we've mentioned um, the COVID status and a few injuries. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin's back. Is there any other main headlines in terms of injuries? Like I presume Richarlison's okay at the minute.
2: Uh, the last I heard, he's not okay. He, um, I mean, because because the Leicester game happened, it's sort of um, that little bit harder to sort of you know predict how fast they'll recover. But uh, he had muscle issues um, off the Crystal Palace game. Uh, and he came off. Um, and from that game as well, Seamus Coleman had issues. Andros Townsend hurt. He's fractured his foot. He's going to see a specialist. Um, I mean, maybe Seamus Coleman's back now, maybe because um, he's had, you know, although I, I was going to say he's had two weeks, but the fixtures are that close together. Normally they're a week away, aren't they? But because it's Christmas yeah. period, that it, you know, you can go all the two weeks away and it's actually only like four days away from the last game. They're that yeah. close. Um I have this feeling Richarlison won't be fit. Um, so I think we'll be missing him. We'll be missing Townsend, which it is, he's gone off the ball slightly, but he's still involved with most of our... He's got our most involved goals or second most involved with like nine. Um, so he's still, you know, a vital part of that. Um, yeah, and, and there were rumours Damari Gray was hurt. Hopefully he's back. Um, but it's a bit hard to say because Everton are keeping their... You know, we don't even know who the players with COVID are, I don't think. They're yeah. keeping their cards very close to their chest. Um, I, I think mainly just banking on the Premier League, you know, writing the game off. But as fans, we're really struggling to pitch who who the missing people are. Um,
1: yeah, it's, I, I think there's something like, um, there's some sort of like protocol where I, if they don't want to be named, I don't think they can be named. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I think there's something in, in place with that. Um, but it's interesting to hear how many injuries you have got. Obviously, then and it. I'm surprised. Obviously, you would say calvert Lewis just come back. Uh, you're saying Townsend's a bit of a myth that he's missing, but obviously he scored that worldly against us, so we'll be glad not to see him there. Um, and Richarlison, as good as frustrating as I think Everton fans can probably find him at times, is is just class, and he can he can change a game. Um, so obviously we're kind of hoping the game goes ahead at the minute uh, with the situation that you're in because we've been that bad this season. This is our only hope of getting three points, I think, at the minute against you boys. But um, fingers crossed it goes ahead anyway. Um, but what sort of lineup and and formation then are you expecting from Benitez? Obviously we're expecting Calvert Lewin to be back, but then you've just rattled off all these. I mean, I guess I guess it's quite difficult as you've just said to predict, isn't it? Because you don't even know who the, who the five with with COVID are, and then so you could be saying somebody right now. And they could be, you know, stuck at home with two tissues at the nose, not knowing what's going whether they're going to be playing next week or whatever. So if you can sort of like guess what sort of lineup Benitez is going to do, feel free. But what sort of like how, how do you expect Everton to play is probably a better question.
2: Uh same as not the same as we did when we played you earlier on in the season. Um not not like that. I think we'll play in the four four one one. Um just because he's insistent on that. Um, which is one of his, you know, one of his the criticisms I mentioned. There's been times where we needed an extra man in midfield and he won't do it or he's playing every man and his dog in that number 10 role and we don't have a number 10 at the club because he hounded one out the club in Hammers Rodriguez and the other one we just don't talk about. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, he'll go for the four four one one. Who he sticks there, if Damari the Gray's fit, he'll go there. He stuck Townsend there before Andre Gomez will, could play there. I think, Depending on who the five are with the injuries, I think it is really hard. I think we might see that on Yango that came on, the youngster who came on for Chelsea in centre mid. Cause I I'm, I'm willing to bet out the five that are there, one of them will be a centre mid. Um yeah. either Allen or the Corey, just, just cause Everton look type thing. Um I think that Branthwaite might get a game because again, I would bet that one of the five is a centre back. Um I don't. There's a, there's a couple of players who I know aren't very keen on the um, the vaccine stuff, so that I'm, they could have it, uh, and that's another centre mid out the club gone. Um, I think I think we're going to see a lot of youngsters. I think that Anyango might get his day full time debut. I think Bramthwaite will play, uh, and I think Lewis Dobbin or Ellis Sims, whoever impressed him the most um, during the Chelsea game, will play up front. Um, and I, yeah, I think if those two are fit, he's not going to start Calvert Lewin. Um other than that, I mean, it, it's like playing Minesweeper trying to guess them. It's, yeah, yeah.
1: it's really tough. I realise that off question, the question. Or like, well, you can't really guess, actually, can you? <laughs> um, but obviously, we'll, we'll sign off then with some predictions. I'll give mine first. Um, for the first time in a while, well, you know what? I'm going to predict that the game gets called off. That's my first prediction. I genuinely <laughs> believe it will get called off. Um, and if it goes ahead, with the amount of injuries that you have, and the covid restrictions sorry covid illnesses if we do not pull the result out of the bag against a team who has been in relatively poor form apart from you know recent pickups against Chelsea and Arsenal then we deserve to go down at the end of the day if you're going to put out some under 17s then and we can't beat them then then we deserve to go down um and i think it might kickstart our season hopefully fingers crossed we need something to kickstart our season anyway weirdly enough that 5-0 5-1 boxing day game a few years ago that kick-started our season because they went away from that because all Burnley for... I, I walked away from that game. They're like, right, we're down. We're definitely down. we play like that. we play like that all season. But they went away. They had a big meeting and he dropped Joe Hart, stuck Tommy in and that, that changed the season and they ended up staying up. So, fingers crossed, Everton can be the catalyst again, but this time with a win and not a 5-0 drubbing, uh, 5-1, whatever it was. I blanked it out in my mind. Um, but, but what are your predictions then for, for this weekend's game? yes yeah, Sunday, Boxing Day, isn't it this Christmas's game. Uh, I mean... My mind is
2: telling me that we could we could very well lose this because of the state of the squad and you know half of it being wiped out. I mean, I must admit my first prediction is the same as yours. I think the game will probably get called off. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't, the, the optimist in me, because I can't bet against my team, is going to say a one-all draw. Um, but the, my, my mind is telling me we might see a defeat here. But uh, I'm going to go with a one-all draw just to stay optimistic. Uh, you know, you can't, I can't bet against them.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I'm like that. To be fair, I think I predicted one-one Goodison earlier in the season. Whereas deep now, I'm thinking that nah, would have been crap this season. That were a weird game, that one, were not it? Because we we got the goal f- from a set piece. I think it was a man market. Sorry, the zonal marking issue that you mentioned earlier, uh, which I'm kind of fingers crossed. You know, we can get another goal from because we're quite strong at set pieces. So fingers crossed. Um, but then I can't remember who you brought on. Was it Gomez? You brought a sub, a sub on and it just completely changed the game. But that has been the story of our season. We've got in front, someone's brought a midfielder on, Lallana, um for Brighton, someone else. And then it just changes the game because we are so weak in midfield. And that just completely turned the game around and you went on and won it quite comfortably in the end. But I remember when we went on the look, the Everton fans were getting on the back. I was thinking, hey, this could be the first win here, but obviously not. So it was a bit of a weird game, that one.
2: Yeah, it was, and like you say, it was Gomez um, that he brought on. He was playing. A, I don't know why he was playing a five a five back. He did it a couple of times this season. One of them being QPR that saw us out of the cup. I think that was enough for him to realise that's not going to work at Everton and to pack it in. Uh, but we went for like a, 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 this four four one one. Although it did seem a lot more like a four four two. I must admit, um, and that changed the game. Like you said. Um, Andros Townsend got his worldie, Demari Gray got one, um, Michael Keane got one. It was just DeCore was just running the park. Um, it was a really good switch up. I think the, the main thing is that he just uh, after the Southampton game as well, we went a goal behind before half time and he must have yelled at them because we came out and won. Um I think he's just sort of got the mentality across, switched obviously changed it, but he's got the mentality across to them that you know the game's not done till the ninety type yeah. thing and just told them to carry on and I also massively think that um the Everton crowd uh Goodison Park really helped as well um I had a couple of friends who were working for um you know t- TV companies that were there who said um and a friend that went to watch uh in the Burnley end and they said the atmosphere was just amazing once Townsend's rocket had gone in that yeah. was it um and then after that I think that does help because like, I think we scored I think we scored all three of our goals in like six minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, as so soon really.
1: as the sub came on, it was just bang, bang, bang. We were like, right, well, we've got beaten. beat then. <laughs> we're winning the game. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're out of it. It's like, oh, that was good. But I, yeah, like I said, I do remember the atmosphere being quite decent. But at first, when we scored, there was a lot of negativity and I thought maybe we can capitalise on this. But then when you've got someone that can just stick it at top bin from a million miles out, you know, there's not really much you can do about that. Then goals change games and it went on from there, didn't it really? But um. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Just before we do go, do you want to let everyone know where they can find um, the Everton News Feed, the Toffee Blues podcast?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's at Everton News Feed on Twitter or the Toffee Blues. Um, You can find all our content on there. It's the Toffee Blues on YouTube as well. Um, You can find it all on there.
1: Happy days, nice one. And thanks for joining us on Turfcast. And fingers crossed the game goes ahead. Obviously, you'll probably be thinking fingers crossed it done. I'm just one of them. If I'm not going down to Turf on Boxing Day, I'll be a bit like, what am I doing myself? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm always at a game, so it'd just be really weird to be out of game. But fingers crossed it goes ahead, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, mate. It's been a pleasure.